Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, how'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning, and then 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. All right. Happy Friday. This is now episode 58 of the Operator Podcast, and we said we'd get to 57, now we're at 58, which means that's one more, which is good. So we're on our way to something, I hope, and I appreciate you spending time with me and listening to me run my yap on the Operator Podcast. And as always, uh, I'm going to say some stuff, and I would like to get your feedback at Mikuya, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H, on Twitter or Instagram or at the Operator Podcast on Instagram, or you can even check out at RJO Apparel on Instagram to leave comments there. Hopefully, we'll read them and we'll try to be good to each other. And um, from one operator to another, if you disagree with me, tell me about it, and I will read it. I will listen, and if I disagree with you, then I will uh, say so. If I if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people aren't cordial. I will do that, and. Um, we can see where we can go from there, and maybe we'll make an episode 59. That'll be fun, but thanks for joining me. I've been traveling a little bit. That was fun. I went to Montana. I got to play some golf up there with some friends, a blast. Uh, there, because of the show Yellowstone now, there is a flight that goes from the – there's a couple. Uh, I was on one actually the other way, but there's a direct flight from Bozeman, Montana, which is right outside of Yellowstone. Bozeman is not the capital of Montana. Helena is, not Helena. Helena. But the direct flight's nice because normally you have to spend a whole day flying to get to where my final destination was, was, was Butte, Mont Butte, Montana, and then Anaconda, Montana, for some golf, to see some friends, to see some family, and to have a good time. And it was a blast. Um, it's always good to get out there. It's good to get a little bit... Montana's one of those places where you can lose connection to the internet and that's kind of nice because you're forced to talk to people and see people and if you fuck up that they're going to see you do it in person which is great uh and uh i've done that before i've done, seen them do it before i went to an irish music festival in butte montana i went to uh, the pekin noodle parlor parlor pekin noodle parlor just won a james beard award i uh, saw my friend jerry tam up there i'll talk about that a little bit later um the Henri Ra Irish Festival was fun. Saw some people, got some food, uh, a couple drinks, played some golf, saw Dr. Slick. I posted a video there. Uh, it was fun. Saw the parents, saw um, family, had a blast. I did make a mistake, though. Um, I, was, I, I did find a spot somewhere up there in uh, uh, Montana where I found, I found some service on the Internet, and I'm just scrolling through, and uh, I, I found a podcast 
that where uh, they had a dude, a special operator, talking to some former um, vets and uh, former cops. It might be current cops, but vets and cops. And for some reason, they did that thing that vets tend to do. They just they start they start dumping on each other. And I don't know why that is, because I'm uh, I love running into vets. I run into them all the time. I have a foundation called Special Operators Transition Foundation. I work with with uh, different foundations here and there, and uh, it's always fun to get together. But for some reason, when we start talking about another vet, um, we have a tendency to dump on them and talk a little bit of shit. And I really wish that would stop because there's enough 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 people out there calling us bro vets. That they, you know, we can take a wrap off, and if there's an issue, we can, uh, we can talk to each other. But you know, I'm guilty of it too. I've done it before, and it, we're coming up on the the horrible, you know, the two year anniversary of the horrible um, retreat from Afghanistan, and I'm I'm guilty of talking trash about senior officers, and I should do better about that and stuff. But but uh, one of the things I've noticed that sucks is it's a lot of a lot of. Um, um, Nobody seems to like to watch a veteran fail more than another veteran. And we really need to get away from that. We can, we can be better to each other because I know we're, we're all the same personality. We, all, we, we should have thick skin. Sometimes we don't, but we all have – most of us have great sense, senses of humor. But uh, there was a dude from, from one of the services that was saying that I was full of shit. I don't know why I paid attention. For some reason, I, um, I like put it up on my story like, wow. I mean, I don't even remember what I said, and I said something to them like, what what the deuce, man? You can if there's an issue, you can talk to me. And there are certain guys. Uh, here's here's how I think a lot of this started way back in the day. Uh, I was this is before the well before my name was officially released as uh, killing Bin Laden. The, the rumor was out there, and we were trying to think of a way to to maybe work with it. But I was working with uh, me a dude from. Uh, uh, an army special forces unit, the premier special forces unit, another Navy SEAL. Some drinks were involved. We're in a suite at the Ritz of Pentagon City, and there was a, a girl in there or whatever. And uh, we were talking. And basically, for the veterans listening, being in this room was kind of like being in the military. Like a couple dudes, one girl, you know, everyone saying what they can to try to be the guy at the finish line. So I'm I'm doing whatever. Uh, and And we didn't know it, but she was recording us. And I'm, you know, I got a dude there and I said something stupid about, well, those guys don't do shit and whatever. We're the guys. You know how you say that? I'm the guy and all that shit. And she wasn't even hot, but she's the only one there. And she recorded it and um, and it got out. And I, I still feel bad because there's no way I'm going to say that someone didn't do something. If you've heard me talk before, um, you know you know what I'm like. And uh, uh, I really think that every everybody has a piece in the machine at the at the you know it goes to the end. The tip of the spear is the the salespeople, but of course with sales with us the the customer is always wrong. But uh, there were some guys ba- bashing me, and I I answered them, and I, I don't really, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I've never thought about these guys. I never will again. I shouldn't be talking about them now, but because I mentioned them, they got a lot of clicks, and that got them excited. Um, and first of all, that's flattering, man. If trashing me is going to get you likes, do it. That's awesome. If, if, uh, cause we, we, we make fun of each other all the time. You know, we, we Marines don't actually eat crayons, but we make fun of them. Now Marines do come up to Navy and say, you know, every time we need to fight, you guys give us all, always, always give us a ride. We love you. And then the thing with the, with the submariners, like a hundred sailors go down and 50 couples come back. We do give you. We do give each other some shit, but um, um, 
yeah, this this seemed to give this group a, another thousand followers. And if you need to dump on me, that's fine. And if I can help, if I can help you make more money, and if I can help you pay the rent, I'm flattered. You know, um, and, and even though you know they even say you know Navy SEALs just write books. That's true, we do. And if you want one of mine, go to RJO Apparel, and I'll even autograph it for you. Having said what I just said, get creative, RJO Apparel. I can. Um, I can uh, I can do whatever whatever you want. If you need me to be clickbait, if I need to be the fall guy, I'm happy to be the hero again. Uh, but anyway, spe- uh, speaking of uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about, because there's a lot of stuff going on around the uh, country, around the world, out in Hawaii, in politics. It is Friday, so everyone should be excited. But uh, I got to pay my bills too, so I need to talk about. Staying prepared and hyperinflation. And uh, if you're sick and tired of the web of lies being spun all over the place when you turn on the TV and look at stuff like that by this government concealing the truth about inflation and the value of the dollar, I am certain that market volatility fills you with worry, casting doubt on your ability to retire comfortably. I urge you to look for a secure and reliable investment option for your retirement. Imagine a future where your retirement is protected from the storms of market volatility and erosive forces of inflation, recession, government meddling, and economic uncertainties. Imagine retiring with peace of mind and the freedom to pursue your own dreams. That future, my dear friends, can become your reality, courtesy of my friends at Allegiance Gold. Why? Because gold has stood the test of time as a safe haven investment. And now, more than ever, folks, with the recent downgrade of the creditworthiness of the U.S. and the largest mortgage lenders, you see how high those interest rates are? You need that safety and insurance for what you have worked so hard for. Remember, when it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust the best. That's why my friends at Allegiance Gold have the highest ratings in the precious metals industry. Five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can invest with confidence because Allegiance Gold builds relationships based on integrity, quality, and impeccable service. So get a load of this. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwiththeoperator.com today. Or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. 844-790-9191. You call that and you can speak with one of their experts. They'll answer all of your questions and help you get started on the path to a more secure and prosperous retirement. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Go to my favorite website, protectwiththeoperator.com. Protectwiththeoperator.com or call them today, 844-790-9191. 844-790-9191. Yes, but it is episode 58, and I'm very excited to have you back here. It's a lot of fun. It's good to be uh, back in studio. Like I said, I travel. I did a little bit of traveling recently. I'm going to travel again next week. A couple things to do here and there. It should be fun. It's good to get out around the country and see what kind of misadventures it's possible to get into. The golf is good in Montana. That was fun. Um, yeah, but now we're uh, just back today to talk about 58, again, with my notes here. Uh, a lot of st- stuff going on out there. And we have been we were talking about the Internet, too, and a lot more people are getting on the Internet. I don't mean a lot more people, but, like, a lot more people that, than were because, like, you know, all the, all the cool kids are out there doing the TikToks and the whatnots and all that stuff. I'm still not on TikTok yet. I don't think I'm going to just because of the, uh, the Chinese uh, espionage. 
and whatnot. The way that I'm a big believer that uh, they have an algorithm in there that's different for our kids. That's different than the algorithm for their kids. Uh, and their their kids are only allowed to watch a certain amount of time on, on TikTok. But what they're watching is all pro Chinese, uh, all pro military, and all pro taking over the world. Whereas ours, if you notice. In between those hilarious videos, it's telling you how bad your country is and how divided we are. And that's part of the Communist Manifesto. I mean, that's part of their deal, divide and conquer. And they're doing a pretty good job of that online. Uh, Once you get outside and get amongst the folks, we actually realize how good we are. Did you see uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's talk with the transgender activists? And I hope I'm getting this right. How was crazy. And they both got praised as they were, (laughs) get a load of this. Uh, they had a conversation. Weird. Nobody was screaming at each at each other. No one. No one was was uh, hitting someone with a bullhorn and a bike, and the other guy <laughs> shouting them down with the uh, calling them names. But they actually talked about their differences, and that was that was weird. And I think a lot of a lot of um, a lot of, a lot more people than you realize like that. I think the the um, the silent majority gets along with each other. But it's good to get out there, good to get get amongst the uh, the TikToks. But like I was saying, a lot of new people are getting onto these platforms and realize, like, well, in my my age group too, a lot of guys because I, I got out early. Um, I I got out of the Navy just under seventeen years, and you need to do twenty to get a retirement, and that's fine. Uh, but I got out early. But um, and again too with that, why do I, why do I keep bringing this up? Uh, when, when people talk about the Bin Laden raid and they'll say, they, someone said I was full of shit. It's like, let's just play devil's advocate and say that was true. It's not like I graduated boot camp and then went right to Abbottabad, Pakistan. Like a lot of shit happened in between there. You know, I mean, even if we got to the point, okay, so you admit I was at least in Bin Laden's room. That's kind of cool. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, like, but I went on to the deployment after Bin Laden wasn't even the last guy I killed with a gun I was carrying. There was a dude, didn't he? He was a Taliban guy, not even Al Qaeda. He was the driver of a, uh, I think, a Subaru in the snow. Kick ass story. Um, but, but the point I'm getting at is like a lot happens in between there. Like, p- believe it or not, people, not even SEALs, have written books about their training they've done. Because there was a long, long time where no one even went to war, but a lot of guys wrote books. Have you, there's this weird section in a Barnes and I don't know why I'm letting this get to me. There's this weird section like in Barnes and Nobles and it says military history. And my book's not the only one in there. There's a whole bunch of them. Isn't that cool? But uh, the point I was getting at is um, is uh, um, a lot of guys now, because I got advice and I'm name dropping the fuck out of this. I got some advice right after I got out of the Navy. It was my friend Marcus Luttrell who had gotten the Lone Survivor, who had gotten out before me. I was on that mission too. And he said, uh, "That was those are those are the two missions I've been on. I was on I was on the Lone Survivor uh, Rescue on the Recovery. There was a lot of guys on that, the Recovery, and then I was on the Bin Laden raid. Those are the oh, and I was also the lead jumper for the Captain Phillips raid, and then three hundred ninety seven other ones. Anyway, um, but, but but basically those two. But Marcus Marcus had some. I'm making I'm fucking with you guys. Um, Marcus made a good point to me. He he said because when when you get out of the Navy, that's part of what my foundation does as um." It's called Special Operators Transition Foundation. It was initially called Your Grateful Nation. No one really knew what that meant, so we named it <laughs> We named it Special Operators Transition Foundation before transition started meaning something else. But there is a transition period from the military 
to the private sector where you're not really sure what you're going to do. And some of the advice Marcus gave me was you got to realize that once you leave, the Navy's no longer going to pay. They're not paying the bills. They're not keeping the lights, lights on. And you need to get a job. I'm assuming you just signed a 30-year mortgage. You're going to need to get a job. You're going to need to use your resume. And that's really, really good advice because as much as people want to just uh, be the silent professional and not say a word, you, you're going to get hired if you tell people what you did, right? Uh, I think so anyway. So Marcus told me that. And with that, myself and a lot of other veterans with Special Operators Transition Foundation were able to, to assist men and women into the private sector. Not, not like we need to tie their shoes, just say, here's what, here's this, this, the, here's the proper verbiage for a resume, spit the shit out and don't say F all the time, <laughs> whatever, all that stuff. But um, life goes on. And my thing with the Navy was I went in through the front door, I'm leaving through the front door. So I, the point is I did one more deployment after bin Laden just to, just to, to depart the Navy. But, but what's fun about the internet, and I'm, I'm getting to a point, I'm getting to my elbow by going around my ass here. Um, um, guys now are at the retirement age where you just got to get out. Now what am I going to do? And they're finding the internet and they're finding that Instagram can be fun. And you can post pictures, and it's fun, and you get likes. And there's these things called podcasts that you can get on. And if you get on a podcast, you can get lured down that rabbit hole. And some, not on this one, but some podcasts are having cocktails, and sometimes you get frisky with the realization that um, it's just, you know, there's just three of us in a room. I can say whatever I want, but if it goes viral, which it can, and I've been viral a few times with stuff that uh, oopsie poopsie, <laughs> my mugshot's out there, employee of the month type shit, Um but uh, you have a tendency to, to go down the rabbit hole talking shit. And, and I, was, I, the, I can't keep going back to this. But the one I kept mentioning is if, uh, if, if, you're, if you're on a podcast bragging about how you're so quiet, you're kind of defeating yourself. Just own it. <laughs> like, okay, I'm on the internet now, and I'm talking shit now, and I'm on a podcast now. You might as well just go for it and write a book if your stories are any good and anybody cares. Do that. So uh, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, Montana travel. The internet's a blast. One of the things I was reading about, because what I like to do, and try this. Um, uh, I, I'm a big, I'm an avid reader, but I'm I also I also love uh, audio books. I, I like to clean the house, listen to audio books, take notes, and find fun stuff, and even get on other not get on other people's podcasts, but listen to others' podcasts, listen to others' books, uh, and you can get headlines, you can get opinions on stuff, and Sort of, I like, you know, get an opinion and then get another opinion and then make your own opinion, which is a crazy thought. You don't need to follow the herd, which we are herd animals sometimes. Don't do that. Um, but one of the stories that I was cleaning my kitchen or something or uh, half asleep or something. And the story came up of, um, of uh, Janet Yellen was in China in July. And she kind of uh, runs the finances in this country. She's in charge of the pocketbook, which doesn't mean... Um, which doesn't mean much because money's free, especially if you're uh, in the, it's, its administration now. You can give as much money to anyone you want. You can sell paintings and the like. But she's the uh, she's the um, first woman to be named the U.S. Treasury Secretary. And when she went over in July to China, what a lot of the of our politicians like you won't see Chinese politicians doing this shit. They they, they are straight faced as if their life depended on it because it does. But uh, a lot of our leaders like to bow to other leaders. Not lately. Lately. Uh, not Donald Trump, by the way. 
but it, uh, you know, I'm not naming names, but Janet Yellen was one of them. And I'm talking like bound like a motherfucker. And it's like, well, you shouldn't do that because you're instantly showing your hands and there's no, there's no deterrent. There's no, and I, you know, the secretary, whatever finance <laughs> go to China. Um, when they're trying to take over the dollar anyway. But, um, she also said that 70% of Americans are comfortable with their financial situation right now. Now, is that true? Okay. I'm not even going to say where I'm at financially and I'm not, I don't have any stats in front of me because I'm all over the place as far as my notes. Just ask yourself, are, are you, are you comfortable with your financial situation? Have, Have the things that have gotten more expensive, do they bother you right now? Are you just good? Kind of roll over, don't check the price, go out to dinner every night, you good with that? Or is it hurting? Is inflation getting to you? Are the interest rates at 8%? Highest they've been in three decades? Is that good? But she's over there bound to people, and, and they do what they always do. They either deflect it or say, everything's fine, you're good stuff. Who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? But, and it, it's frustrating, and um, you know, politics will always be frustrating. Doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. And our, our brains are wired differently, that's fine. If we can talk to each other instead of shouting each other down. And um, I mean, I think communism's bad, and I don't think my brain's wired that nuts, at least as far as that's concerned. But uh, for her to say 70% of Americans are just fine with it, I think is BS. And for, for like um, Corinne Jean-Pierre to just say, well, we've addressed this. And, and here's, uh, you know when you play poker and there's a thing called a tell? Here's a, it's when like you do something, you wipe, you wipe your nose, it means you're bluffing or whatever. Here's a tell. Whenever anyone in this administration says, now we've been very clear they're not they haven't been very clear um and that's or they deflect to somebody else that's one of their tells though well the president's addressed this or we're, we're gonna wait till we hear from this about that just deflect 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 and thank god the press doesn't hold anyone accountable right now they they well anyone in the administration i'm getting to a point the point is she admitted and this kind of makes me like janet yellen she admitted that she she says inadvertently but apparently she ate some magic mushrooms over there she ate some hallucinogenic mushrooms in some soup or whatever and I guess uh, the, the Chinese trans, translated to English is a sea hand blue. So she's throwing down over there. And hey, you know, next thing you know, you're spouting out bad, uh, bad stats and bowing to people and <laughs> chilling with the homies. But uh, that's that. Uh, so that's an ex- explanation, I think, at least. Um, mushroom. But, but the, uh, the hallucinogenics, man, maybe that's the answer. Because certainly getting sober in the streets and, and yelling at each other and then throwing people in solitary confinement for really doing nothing, you know, maybe mushrooms. Let's do this. And also, as usual, I am sort of bouncing around uh, all over the place. I do have my, my trusty notes that I sometimes follow, and then it goes all off in a, on a, in a handbasket or on a handbasket. It goes out the window, basically. Um, but be, going to Montana was a blast. I mentioned the flight. I also, when I was up there and this is taken off, there's a, there's a store. If you haven't been to Montana, there's a group of stores called town pump by, um, my friends, the Canelli family. My, my, some of my family works there as accountants. I have a lot of accountants in my, uh, family, which tells you how fucking riveting we are. A lot of accountants, but this place is called town pump uh, and it kind of runs the show. It's like um, a Montana's version of Wawa. But one thing they sell there is Black Buffalo. That's the one I'm telling you about that's, that's taken over. Black Buffalo is, uh, you, you've probably heard a lot of podcasters talk about it, a lot of a lot. It's getting out there. Some MMA fighters are talking about it. Um, what to, uh, Black Buffalo is, um, it's a dip without the tobacco. Because a lot of us 
guys go to the range, um, dip, and a lot of guys grew up dipping, especially up in Montana, miners dip. And we want to get away from the tobacco, but we love the uh, sensation. So Black Buffalo is everything you love about dip, but nothing that you don't. And it comes in every. It comes in long cut pouches, um, both with and without pharmaceutical grade uh, nicotine. Made out of edible green leaves, though. Food grade ingredients, which I dig because even if you have to not spit, even though spitting is part of the ritual, you can gut it. It's veggies. You're getting your veggies on. Uh, wintergreen peach straight comes in um, pouches. Blood orange. Uh, it actually goes. It sells online too at blackbuffalo.com, and they can deliver it right to your door. Thousands of stores on blackbuffalo.com. There are store locators. Check those out where you can get it. It's born in the Midwest, raised in the South. So if you're a dipper over 21 and you want to get away from tobacco, but you like the uh, the ritual, check out blackbuffalo.com. Use code the operator at checkout for 15% off your first order. Blackbuffalo.com. Code the operator. Honor your rituals. Born in the Midwest, like I said, raised in the South, Black Buffalo. Definitely check it out. You'll dig it. Throwing people into solitary confinement, too. That's that's kind of the new jam. Uh, the, what I was talking about was uh, from January 6th, the, uh, the, the worst terrorist attack in the history of the United States when uh, a bunch of old ladies and stuff went into... Uh, where's Ray Epps, by the way? Anyone talk to that dude? The guy that was kind of running the whole thing, all those feds? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Um, but I, the, the, uh, cause they, they, there's pictures out there of this dude that was in, in uh solitary confinement and then they moved him from a DC hellhole to, uh, Philadelphia, literally in a closet with a mat and the lights were on the entire time. And, um, he had a, you know, one of those, we called him a Cadillac in, uh, in the Navy, you know, those yellow mop buckets. He had one of those. That's what he could, uh. He can go pee-pee and poo-poo in. Lights run the whole time. No books because he could kill himself. Um, nothing to read, nothing to do. He, he's in solitary confinement. It's like two and a half years without, without, um, without uh, uh, being charged with anything. No, no trial by his peers, nothing. Just dudes in jail because they went to the Capitol. Um, Ashley Babbitt was murdered by a cop that shot uh, uh, a negligent discharge. A, a cop that shot... Took a shot that if he was on a range that I was running, I would have I would have fired him. But uh, he took that shot because he was scared of for his life because people were yelling too loud or something like that. What what am I getting at? Um, th- there's um up in New York. I'm talking about uh, solitary confinement, and I mentioned a hellhole. I was reading this just now. It says um, they're they're looking. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams in in New York is looking to house. They call them migrants. Um, they're illegal aliens uh, from I don't know how many countries, but uh, people are coming to this country because th- there's no deterrent. The, the the borders are open, and it's it's, it's not like build a wall is going to work. You can't just build a wall <laughs> across the, the entire southern border, but a deterrent by I don't know not paying them for coming here might work. But uh, what Democrats are doing is they want um, all of these people to rush the country because eventually they'll vote, and not that that matters because there's there's you know there's dudes. <laughs> I'm not getting into it right now because I don't want to end up in uh, in solitary confinement. But uh, there, there's videos of dudes putting all these um, um, absentee ballots during that biological war that China declared on us when they put that thing in the world to see how we'd respond. We didn't respond well. Uh, anyway, all these people are coming to the United States because we give them free shit. 
basically. And that's that's kind of the way it works. But uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams seeks to house migrants in uh, notorious Manhattan. Uh, M- they call it MCC. What does that stand for? It's it's the jail where uh, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. <laughs> because he... Ha- I'm just going to read this article to you. Embattled New York City Mayor. Embattled is a good word. Embattled New York City Mayor. Uh, Eric Adams is reportedly turning to the abandoned hellhole prison where Jeffrey Epstein killed himself as a solution to housing the relentless influx of migrants being bussed into the Big Apple. The relentless influx of migrants. Now, why are they coming here? <clears throat> Have you thought about that? It's the same thing with uh, um, is, uh, is inflation bad? Is Are prices high? No, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> anyway... Um, the mayor has scrambled for months to find space for at least 58,000 asylum seekers who have been shuttled to the city from states such as Texas after they crossed the southern border. Have been shuttled, yeah, because it's Texas's fault. We haven't been saying this the whole time. Hey, you got to do something about the border. People are coming in, and I, I don't, I'm not blaming them. Um, but you, you got to figure it, it's the same thing with, um, with, with criminals. If, 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 you, if you keep letting criminals out of, with no bail, out of prison, you don't do whatever. They're going to uh, they're going to rob Nordstrom or is it burglarized? I don't know. They robbed the shit out of Nordstrom. But they're going to do that, and uh, if if you keep the borders open, they're going to keep coming here. And it's almost like uh, well, I mean, you can't send them to Martha's Vineyard because God forbid they go to uh, rich white liberals' uh, houses. But um, th- they're going to come. I would do the same thing if I'm growing up in Honduras, and it sucks there. And oh, oh my God, why does it suck there? Because there's socialism. Anyway, I would come to the United States too. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming the migrants or the illegal aliens or whatever we're calling them. But uh, his latest idea is to use Manhattan's infamous Metropolitan Correctional Center, so MCC, we're going to call it. His latest idea is to use Met- uh, Manhattan's infamous Metropolitan Correctional Center, often referred to as MPC, MCC, which closed down in 2021 following a slew of scandals and complaints over filthy conditions. If Gov- Governor Kathy Hochul approves his request, refugees mainly from South America, may- mainly also from Pakistan, also from Indonesia, also from Afghanistan. If I was a terrorist, too, you anyway, uh, America, from, may- may- mainly from South America, will find themselves in a facility with morbidly, with a morbid history plagued, I'm putting my own words there, by allegations of rat infestations and sewage floods. Now, I am... Um, I lived in New York for a long time in Manhattan, and there are rats and there are sewage floods. It remains to be seen if Adams will successfully move migrants into cells. However, after his attempt earlier this year to shift asylum seekers to the Brooklyn cruise terminal fell apart when refugees refused to go. Um, Because they wouldn't go, because now that they're here, why would you? But basically what they're saying, it's almost uh, two birds with one stone. What they're saying is uh, the migrants are here. But they can't go to um, to the cell because it's it's nasty, and they had to close the nasty cells down because Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. <laughs> you see what they're doing there? It's like yeah, it, one of the one of the most secure jails in the country. Both guards fell asleep and the cameras were not on, and then Epstein killed himself. Why would he do that? And the only per, I think we're opening up a whole new can of worms here the only person who got in trouble for what epstein did is uh gislaine maxwell or whatever her name is and so she's in prison with a list of names but no one else has been charged 
and they had to close the prison because it's too nasty. And they can't even put migrants there. But but these <clears throat> why are they here? They're here because of these um the same reason that uh San Francisco's a shithole. Because it it sounds good on paper and it might get you votes, but but uh, people like Gavin Newsom, who was the mayor of San Francisco, now the governor of California, turning probably one of the most beautiful places in the world into a complete shithole because of policies that he strikes me as a smart guy with nice hair. You got to see this coming. Handing out needles, giving uh, uh, um, giving places where anyone can show up and get drugs for free. The city council, it's, it's going to come back to haunt you. And that's what it's doing now. It's, it doesn't even sound nice, but uh, the, the, the reason that Democrats want all of these migrants all of these illegals to come here so that they can eventually vote for them because what is the end game? Power. They will, they will, vote, they will vote Democrat. Maybe. I th- and again, a, a lot of politicians aren't smart. A, a lot of far lefties aren't smart because uh, socialism has never worked. What I think might happen, it's going to bite them in the It always bites them in the ass because they can't... I can't... Okay, again, the Operator Podcast, if you can think of anything... That I say that you did with which you disagree at Makuya at the Operator Podcast. Tell me what I'm saying wrong, and I want to hear from you. What I would like to hear, and I'm 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 being truthful, and I'm an I'm a registered independent. I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. I'm an independent. I'm an American. What I would like you to do, and I, I'm being truthful. I'm not. I I I hate politics. I despise the city of Washington D.C. If you can think of one thing that Democrats have come up with that's worked. Please tell me. And I'm being sincere. What has worked that they've done? And I'm not talking about John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was a a no-shit, real, blue-collar Democrat, and that's why they killed him. That's why we killed him. Boy, that's an entire other episode. But yeah, come up with something that's worked. So the free needles didn't work. The sanctuary cities didn't work. None of this worked. What's going to happen, too, you're going to find is... Now... The coyotes are running, and I don't even want to get into the uh, sex trafficking shit. That I, I, I didn't even realize what a huge deal that was. I didn't, I honest to God, didn't realize that it was uh, that huge of a, a thing, and it's horrible. But you know, the coyotes are running stuff. The drugs are coming through. Obviously, the the uh, fentanyl is coming through. Worse drugs are coming through. Armed uh, cartel members are coming across the border. You see it all the time. We can't do shit because we're, we're well. Let's be honest, we're a bunch of pussies. Um, so. But in the mix, there are families coming through from different countries, and they legit want to find a better life for their families. What the Democrats are going to find out is that these are families that a lot of them are Christian. A lot of them from South America, Central America are Christians. A lot of them have family values, which is crazy. A lot of of them believe that a man and a woman are different, and uh, they pray, and they're a family. What if they get the chance to vote, you know what you know what the Democrats are going to find is um, they're going to start voting the opposite direction because the new Democratic Party are a bunch of fucking wackos. I mean, again, if I'm wrong, tell me. And uh, I, like I said, I get along with people outside of the internet. Tell me I'm wrong. But the, so now, the, I mean, their plan is they're not only because of political reasons they're saying that this uh, this is a hellhole rat infested. Which if you've never been to New York, the whole thing is. 
Um, yeah, but they, they had to close it down, but now they might reopen it to put migrants in. But now the migrants are refusing to go because they're, I mean, at the end of the day, they're people, which is crazy. I mean, not, that's not crazy that they're people, but uh, yeah, that, that's where they're at. And then you got the, the governor who, uh, of New York, and now they're scrambling. The only thing that's happening, the only place these migrants aren't going, if you've noticed, is, uh, is on the beach, to the beach houses and the beach communities, because that's where the white, pissed off, offended liberals live, where the, the seas are rising, but they're not. But they are, but they're not. And uh, that, that's, that's, um, that's that. And out, out in Hawaii, too, you'll notice guys like John Podesta, who's a Clinton guy. And, and again, I don't want to say Clinton too loud, because God forbid... But uh, John Podesta was on there, and he's something. I, I forget what he is. He's, he's, I'm sure he's a climate czar somewhere, just like John Kerry in his long face, uh, talking about these. Uh, the, the, they're turning Hawaii into um, um, into climate change. These uh, Everything because of the climate, because now it's hot in Phoenix, and it's hot in, in Texas, and now it's hot in Hawaii, and these uh, gale force winds are blowing these fires. And how, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're not doing it today. How do those fires in Hawaii start? And why are the, the rich people's houses, why didn't they get incinerated? Just food for thought. And uh, two other things of note. Uh, I had the opportunity, the pleasure, actually, to get on, uh, on Newsmax yesterday with uh, my brother Drago Geron. I interviewed him a couple. I got to look up the episodes, but definitely check that out. Uh, one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard, Navy SEAL, uh, is... The least impressive thing he's ever done. Uh, he he wrote a book that's out now called "The Pledge to America." If you don't recall, Drago grew up in occupied communist Poland, uh, went to communist prison as a political prisoner, escaped there. Insane stories of uh, what he went through. Became a Navy SEAL, went to Iraq. I deployed with him many times. One of the finest humans I've ever ever had the um, pleasure of getting to know the pledge to America is his book read that but I was on with he and uh, Carl Higby last night on um, Newsmax and it was it was great to get three combat Navy SEALs that's a real panel by the way three enlisted Navy SEALs talking about what's what because normally you get a lot of guys that uh, have stars on their shoulders and then they go work for big contractors and make a shit ton of money because we keep war going and we keep the threat of war going. The, the, not the case with, with us. We were talking about a, a dude called um, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who is uh, the mastermind of 9-11. He was a mastermind of uh, the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center. He, um, he was, he's been involved with uh, he's been involved with Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden's associate for a long, long time. He was a, there was a thing called the Bojinka plot involved to hijack uh, an aircraft using it as a missile to attack the CIA. He talked about getting stuff from the you know Europe flying over the oceans to bomb. He's, a, he's an asshole. The guy's a piece of shit. <clears throat> but here's the thing. He's a believer. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, KSM, is a believer. Meaning people love him. Uh, a lot of people love him because he believes in in the cause, and he and he he's not afraid to die. He was he was someone that told an interrogator because he's been waterboarded. I don't know how many times. A couple, I mean, not enough, but he's been waterboarded a lot. And he would calmly explain to people that the and waterboarding sucks. By the way, it's not torture; it just sucks. But he calmly explained that you're not going to win the hearts and minds off of believers with milk and cookies and tea 
And that's what we try to do. We'll sit there with them and offer the shit, not re- not realizing what these people actually believe. But the and 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 they they truly believe that we are Satan. We're the great Satan, and Israel's the little Satan. That's that's the and I've said I've said it before, but uh, I'm going to say it again. Think about when you go to Thanksgiving and you can't talk politics because your crazy aunt is a lunatic, but she really believes what she's saying. That's Khalid Sheikh Mohammed's crazier. And so were his followers. And he's down in Guantanamo Bay. And what they're saying right now is uh, they're not going to, uh, they, they might take the death penalty off the table. It was on the table. First of all, they rolled him up, what, in 2003? That was like right after 9-11, right? Uh, why is he still alive? And, and, and what, okay, here's a question that you should ask yourself. Why are American lawyers in the military defending him? Why are civilian lawyers in America defending him? I, I think that if you're a scumbag uh, defense attorney at defending Al-Qaeda, you should be required at least by law. I mean, if we can put guys that didn't really do anything in solitary confinement, yet Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is on a, a Caribbean island, gets to pray five times a day, play football, um, and and um, hang out with his boys and spit on guards, Um why is he why is he why, they they should these lawyers should be forced to watch people jumping out of the towers every single day when they wake up because that's what this guy did and they they giggled about it they think it's cute so now now it, we're, we're so um far away from 9-11 that we just forget there are people now on the internet convinced that it wasn't even uh, al-qaeda that did it it was someone else that did it 9-11 was an inside job and there's i'm not even getting into that bullshit uh, re- regardless, people were jumping out of the towers. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was happy with that. Why is he still alive? I'll go do it. We, we don't. We don't need to have a. We don't need to give him a, a, an alcohol swab on his arm when we give him a lethal injection. I'll go down there with a damn. Uh, we used to have this thing when I was growing up called a fish and whacker. It was a little club, and you catch a fish and you club them. That, that's easy. That's cheap. I think that thing's like three ninety nine. I can find one at uh, at a convenience store in Butte, Montana. I'll go grab one of those. You fly me to Gitmo. I'll chill out in Cuba. I'll knock the piss out of them. That's it. It's not hard. But now they're, they're saying that um, they're probably not, they're going to take um, the death penalty off off the table, and, and he's going to chill there, and then we'll forget about him. I mean, because, because uh, what those dudes that thought, that said the election was rigged and they went to yell at Congress people, that was a bit greater terrorist attack than, uh, than 9-11. That, um, but anyway, I was on there with Drago. Check out his book. Um, he's awesome. His story's incredible. Uh, he, he's just a wonderful man. Uh, but we did that, and then uh, after I went to uh, did that on television, I went down to Manhattan yesterday, and I was able to hang out with um, with Jay Redman, who's a complete war hero, and and uh, Ray Cashcare, former Navy SEAL, Jeff Gum, Sunga Life, because uh, they're in town. Get a load of this for the uh, the they call it the New York City SEAL Swim. And what these dudes do, they, it starts at Liberty State Park in New Jersey, and they finish at the World Trade Center in New York, and these guys get in the Hudson, and they swim. Now, earlier, we were talking about uh, New York being rat-infested and dirty. They're going to go swim in the Hudson. That's fine. Hudson's pretty dirty. I, I, I lived in Manhattan for three years, and I, I've seen what I personally have put in the Hudson. <laughs> but they're doing it. They get in there, and it's, it's, a, it's a very cool... Um, very cool thing. They, the guys get in the water. They and there, there's something along the the they they do uh, a bunch of pull ups, bunch of push ups. McBee's going to be there. If you haven't seen McTeams, if you don't follow McTeams on Instagram, 
Uh, definitely follow him. Very creative guy. He's going to be there. He's a great swimmer, too. I won't be there. If, if, you, if you need to find me, if you absolutely need to find Nisro, find Robert J. O'Neill, what I would like you to, to not do, don't check the Hudson. Do not check a movie theater where Barbie is playing. I'm saving you time. I won't be in either one of those places. But I might meet up with these guys. But the swim will support over 30 essential Navy SEAL Foundation programs for SEAL community acti- uh, active duty veterans and their families. And a portion of the proceeds go to the Uncommon Grit Foundation, which is what uh, McTeam supports. You can check out um, – go, just uh, go, to, go to Navy SEAL Swim. I think it's the Navy SEAL Foundation. But they're going to be in the water tomorrow. I might go there. I know some buddies that are uh, NYPD, former NYPD. Um, my buddy Aton uh, Sugarman owns uh, Made New York Pizza, a couple of those joints around New York. I might. I'm, I'm a good enough swimmer to grab guys out of the water and bring them to have Made New York Pizza. That's kind of how I roll. But they're going to be doing that. It's going to be on TV. I'm sure uh, some of the major networks, they're going to be swimming. It's going to be fun. I might go down there. But it's going to be cool. That, that's kind of what we've been up to. It is Friday. I'm going to keep this short. Um, uh, but that's what we've been doing. That's what uh, the Operator Podcast is up to. If you're around the New York City area, Whitehorse Pub, the second oldest pub in New York, we might be there tomorrow. We might not. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not projecting where I'm going to be. But uh, New York's great. What I love about New York is it uh, doesn't matter where you are in the world. And, and again, I, I'm talking shit about the mayor, talking trash about the governor of new york but uh new york's new york and i love new york because it's the city and it doesn't matter where you are in the world if you say i'm going to the city you're going to new york i'm, I'm going to be in the city and the, the city <laughs> I, i'm not sure if i gave you my theory on uh because I, I uh I, I had a place in uh, nashville too i've lived all over the you know virginia beach uh nashville new york texas montana uh, I'm convinced that Southern hospitality is bullshit. It's Southern hospitality is a nice way to be a dick. And the city's the city. An example is if you get a flat tire in the South, someone will walk past you, probably very well dressed, and say, oh, ain't that a shame? And they'll walk past you. Where in New York, if you get a flat tire, someone will look at you and go, oh, move over, you fucking idiot. Let me do it. New Yorkers are not rude. They're just honest. So uh, the swim's tomorrow. It's in the Hudson. I think, uh, you know, the Hudson is so dirty, I think you could actually walk across it. I won't be there, but I might be getting made New York pizza. Aton Sugarman will be down there somewhere. I'm going to find him. White Horse Pub. Bunch of Navy SEALs. If you need Navy SEALs, um, they are the guys with their abs have abs, so you can find them. Uh, definitely check it out, though. It starts very early in the morning. hope I'm down there. And uh, if you can swim... In the Hudson, if you can manage to have a cocktail and not talk shit about uh, your fellow veterans, you're never out of the fight.